Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer looking at Billy Bones A Paolo Giggio A West Ham United More than just a podcast More than just a Afternoon, good evening, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, we're back in a new decade. Uh, season nine, episode twenty-two. Happy New Year, John. Where are you, and what are you doing? Happy New Year, Sean. I'm talking to you from my loft. No, George, tonight. Uh, we're asked John where he is in a minute. Uh, I don't happy know. New Year. To, <laughs> all right. <laughs> You're his father. You are his father. He's probably watching Star Wars like yeah, I did yesterday. He's near enough 30 years old and lives somewhere else. Huh? <laughs> he doesn't do yeah, He lives in Portsmouth, yeah. yeah. Um, Nigel, Happy New Year. Where are you and what are you doing? Oh, well, I'm not in my shed, but I'm in my house. Yeah, because it's too cold, probably. Yeah. No, they're all down. They're all d- 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 playing, believing uh, Monopoly, to be fair. All right. Falls and horses, uh, not really, to be fair. Good time in Cornwall? Brilliant time in Cornwall. Good. Yeah. Uh, sent us a picture in the hot tub. Probably a yep. little bit more than we needed to see, myself and John, but uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Did you go away, John, or were you at home? No, I, I had Christmas at home. Everyone at mine. Good. It's very nice, thank you. Yeah. How was your cool. trip? So- my trip to Mexico was very good, 28 degrees, very sunny, although I came back on Thursday and came down with food poisoning for about three days from after being on the plane, so uh, was back to work today. Oh. But was anyway, it not funny flying out Christmas Day? It was funny, yeah. It, I didn't uh, know they had flights wearing, on Christmas Day. People were wearing Santa hats and like Christmas jumpers and lights and everything. And we got on the plane thinking we're going to get a Christmas meal. And they just, yeah, there's your lasagna. <laughs> it's just a normal day to them. It's your lasagna. Happy Christmas. 11 hour flight. We landed there, get in Mexico, land. Where's our Christmas dinner? No, no, it's just a normal buffet, you know, everything. But New Year's Eve was pretty good. I had a bottle of tequila and I Don't was a Mexico little Don't Mexico celebrate Christmas on January the 6th, though? I think it might be their Christmas day. Okay? <laughs> they do. They do presents on yeah. uh, 6th of January. 12th You're right. night, isn't it? Right. Who'd you fly with, Sean? Yeah. Uh, with Tui. Tui. 
Yeah. So do you think you got food poisoning from the flight or from what had happened before? Well, I would like to uh, cause, uh, well, allegedly, yes, I could have done. Um, uh, I don't know, because I was fine in Mexico eating all kinds of grasshoppers and all kinds of uh, lovely food. Uh, I got ill literally like 12 hours after getting off a plane eating some chicken um, on on a TUI flight back eight hours from Cancun. Oh, dear. Anyway, it's not a festive and holiday podcast. It is a football po- podcast. And we've played quite a lot of football since our last uh, podcast. Which and not a lot the... has gone on since either. No, no, no. There hasn't been any change in managers or anything else. As John just said off air, you picked the right old time to go away. Uh, I did, didn't I? Did anything happen while I was away, boys, by the way? Not a lot. No. Good. Right. Well, let's start with the actual matches and then we'll we're, we're, we're come back to the manager really? situation. <laughs> Would you want to start with the manager situation? I can't remember after matches. Speak to Nigel about the matches. It's better with us. We, we, we will... We will go through them. So if I, I'm going to just look this up, um, we I think we covered the uh, Southampton match. So we've got the Crystal Palace match, the Leicester match, uh, Bournemouth match, and Gillingham. Yes. Uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, just going to remind you all, right? And I come to each of you, so we won't do each one of these games. I'm just going to ask for the highlights. We lost, obviously. 2-1 away, Crystal Palace. Can't remember if you went, Nigel. Then we lost um, 2-1 against Leicester City on the 28th at home. Stonking 4-0 win to Bournemouth and a 2-0 win last night against Gillingham. Nigel, we'll start with you. Uh, were you at, at any of them? Palace. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, I mean, I didn't think it was a bad performance. I thought we deserved a draw. And I think that bit of trickery from Jordan Ayew would have fooled the best defences in the world because who knew Jordan Ayew could do that with a ball? Because, you know, he's as crap as they come. So I've not watched the highlights back, so all, I'm still doing it from memory. And it was sort of like this pirouette on the ball on the edge of the area that absolutely threw um, two of our defenders and then he ran through and dinked it over Roberto. But Roberto didn't have a, a bad game, to be fair, even though there was one comical moment um, in the second half, they brought Connor Wickham on. And um, I was with my mate, Sean, and Connor Wickham bore down one-on-one. I went, don't worry, he ain't scoring because he is to goal scoring what Roberto is to keeping. And uh, hmm. Connor Wickham sort of bowed me out by uh, totally fluffing his lines, even though that was a bit harsh on Roberto because he, he, he didn't have a bad game, but he just still didn't like catching a ball. Um, so, you know, it was a disappointment to to not get at least a point because we did take the lead after all. And it was almost like yeah. a repeat of the London Stadium game. I, you know, I didn't think we played that badly against Palace. We just got done by that last-minute sucker punch. Blame Pellegrini at all? No. No. Well, I'll tell you what, how it about, was just strange. How about for the Leicester, why, what, why did we not get rid of him after the Palace game? Why did we wait till the Leicester game then? Well, because basically I think they were waiting for the Bournemouth game, as we've all said. And for whatever mm. reason, perhaps it was the substitutions. You know, it's hard. When you've got four games in such a short amount of space, you can't play all four players. Uh, all, all, player, all the players can't play all, all four games. You've got to try and 
jig him about. And I think he went wrong because he had Aller on and then brought Aller off for Antonio. And, it, you know, just having the one up front, you could see the crowd were getting frustrated. You know, we all know the crowd have been on mm. his back, to be fair. I'm adamant that they sacked him because of the crowd reaction. You know. Well, that's what Brady said in a column she, this week. Well, I don't read the sun. Yeah, oh. she said, I sacked, I sacked them because of the fans. I sacked Pellegrini. I don't know if you heard, but uh, they sent, um, I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, but we are already, um, Karen Brady down to sack Pellegrini. All oh, right. Did she do it in the tunnel like After. Everan Gaunt? Or? Uh, no, she called I'll him up put to her the down. office. Do, do you know what? That's probably why they sacked him. Uh, thinking about it at Leicester because it would have been difficult to call him up to the box to sack him at Crystal Palace. Um, they probably waited for a home game. Well, I just think, but me personally, I know it's you know what's gone's gone. You know I'm behind Moyes now, but me personally, I still would have probably afforded Pellegrini the Bournemouth game. Um, really? Yeah, me personally, I would have done. Okay, well let's let's move on to the Leicester game. Uh, you were probably in Cornwall by then, I so was. you probably watched it in the box. On the box in in your hot tub. I yeah. watched it on my phone. Yeah, um, sucked the life out of me data. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Whatever that means. Yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought that was to do with the hot tub. Talking about my phone there, people. Calm down. What you do in your own time, Nigel? Cover your ears, Carol. Carol, um, Nigel's mum. But what you do in your own time is up yes. to you. You're a grown man. So, so what? You know, at the second in the league. I think what done him was the fact that Leicester made so many changes. Their B team were enough. Wasn't yeah, it? they put their B team out, yeah. and it was just, you know, we again we weren't Took really at the races. Yeah. So they sack him, and we're going to come back to that in a minute, Nigel. I just want to finish the two games with you before yeah. I move to John. New yeah. year, new yeah. decade. Two wins Bournemouth out of two. Game. Cost me 20 quid to watch. Yeah. 100%, 100% record for, for uh, David <laughs> yeah. Moyes or David Mosiah. Um, what, what did you make out of the 4-0 biggest win at the London Stadium, I think, ever I, I in think, the league? I, I think it's hard ever. to judge. Bournemouth was so poor defensively. They were, they? It is really yeah. hard to judge where we are. For me, though, it highlighted what I've always said, that it should be on the players. The players should be embarrassed to be able to do that. There's no way David Moyes can make that much of a change in two days. Manager bounce? No, not in two days. Not in two days. Really? How often have we seen a manager bounce? Not in two days. A, a, a change of manager just gives that team a yeah, bounce. Not in two days. What's he going to be able to get through to the players? It's exactly well, it's just, the it's, same it's a, players. It's an air of, I know, difference. It's an air of everybody right. trying to so, impress the manager. Right. It's an air of so then, gloom being lifted from the club. changed then? The players. The players' attitudes change. Yeah, the players, yeah. Right. But I, I, so, I call it a, a manager so bounce for, for that though, reason. It's, it's the players' attitude. Yeah, this is the thing I keep being told. Oh, you know, Pellegrini, we think he'd lost the dressing room. This is what a lot of people tell me. Hold up a minute. Those players go out. They don't play for the manager. They play for West Ham United. But they play for the same person week in, week out. And if he's not inspiring, if he's not doing it, you know, everybody's human. 
and it, nah, it wears it's professional pe- wears people down. I think we're letting the players mm. off for having yeah, a free ride. No, I do agree. The players, free ride, the players are responsible, but the reason um, managers get the sack is because they lose the ability to motivate a group of millionaire players. And that's, but they shouldn't need motivation. Yeah, but they, this is the thing. They players do. Need motivation. Yeah, but they do. They obviously no, do. Really. It's, it's, that's, well, that's their role. Well, then fuck them off and get new ones in. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> for once, I'm going to agree with John that um, for whatever reason, they do. And and they. it's almost like, I don't know, they know I mean, the Declan a manager come out is today, doomed and they this. stop playing for the Declan it. Declan Rice come out today and say, oh, we'd have lost that game last season. I don't know. Apparently, this is what yeah. I've been told. He said, and I'm thinking, well, well anyway, why would you say that? You're the same player as you were last season, so why would you lose that game? It's not on the manager all the time. When the players cross the white line, they know how to play football. They know what they need to do. It's yeah, but they're so pampered and so out. whatever they are now. If they don't know, if they haven't been told to put their left foot in front of their right foot and run down the wing, stop and turn right and shoot, they don't seem to do it, do they? And if you have, if you've got someone in there not organising them and motivating them, they fall away, and that's obviously what happened. But anyway, let's go back to the Bournemouth game. Confidence was high, Nigel. Right? You can't take it. It was a poor Bournemouth side, without a doubt. But you can't take it away that we saw them play with a little bit of confidence. Oh yeah, you can only beat what's and, put in and, front and, of you. And exactly, and and we saw. You know, you could have had two shit teams out there, right? Yes. But a 4-0 was not a shit team. West Ham took a chance, scored, and it just and, and they seemed to be enjoying themselves and the crowd got behind them. Yeah. Uh Mark Noble was was putting his arms up to the crowd and and they, it just seemed to be a different West Ham. It's like, and I know you're gonna argue this, the weight had been lifted from their shoulders. Yeah, no. The players. It, 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 you know, you can't argue with the performance. It was a, a far improved performance, which is why I do then point to their, you know, their attitude before. Okay. So you you can't knock it for for what they did. Okay. I mean, what, I mean, Anderson looked far more um, involved in the games in that game than he has in the last seven or eight that he's played in. Yeah. So let's, let's bring it right up to date to last night uh, when we played Gillingham. Uh, Scoreline maybe flattered us a little bit, but we, we did the job. Respect the win. 2-0 win. I mean, the FA Cup, as I said on our WhatsApp group, the FA Cup's called the FA Cup for a reason. You know, you don't get... Yeah, because it's run by the Football Association. No, you get it because it's unpredictable, you know, in the same way Palace got knocked out, in the same way Borough drew with with Spurs last night. Yeah, we put out a strong side, but Gillingham wanted to stop us playing our game. They did so very well in the first half, but West Ham remained patient. They got the goal through Zabaleta, his first ever cup goal. A little bit of fortune with a, a deflection and, and Fornells finished it off to get um, 2-0. I mean, job done. Maybe not the prettiest, maybe not the most convincing, but it's a cup win. Yeah, no, no I, 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 Aussie, my neighbor, Tottenham neighbour come over and apart from listening to him moan about how Tottenham did against Borough, when was in the first start, he was saying, oh, it don't look too good. I said, the thing about you got with these games is 
you've got to wait till about, they'll run round, they will fight for everything, Gillingham, but they can't do it for 90 minutes. So come the 70th minute, yeah. they've possibly run themselves in the ground. They'll drop deeper, and that's when we've got to look to use our premiership quality and, and fitness to then turn the screw on them. And I think that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hear, again, Moyes is a fitness fanatic. He has said already to to media, and the media people have told me, um, so this is reporters and everything else, that he thought that standards had dropped in training, fitness, and he's already initiated straight away a regime of getting the... Plays fit again. He believes they should be running all the time, and it should be more. I think about we fitness. had that when he took he said, over from Billet Show, didn't we? Didn't, didn't the same? He did. Thing. Yeah, he said exactly the same, and he said it dropped again under Pellegrini. But I don't it, think he was trying to be disrespectful, Pellegrini. But is that's that what he no said. down that's to the, the style of play, though? That the fact that Pellegrini and maybe Billet want to play football more, where Moyes is. Yeah. Well, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. No, now you've got a point there. Anyway, I want to move on to John. Uh, uh, to add on those four, John, I'm just going to remind you, Palace away, did you watch it, yeah, mate, I watched Boxing it. Day? I've watched them all, but, you know, it's kind of all been overshadowed by the whole thing, isn't it? You know, I agree. So, so Palace and, Palace and you know, move on from Palace and, and, and Leicester. Yeah, Palace was just I sort of sat there on Boxing Day and just, oh, here we here go. Here we go. Leicester we was a bit more. Let's move to Bournemouth Leicester then. Leicester Disappointing. Bournemouth, what's your views of the Bournemouth game? I thought we just, we grew, uh, once we took the lead and then Noble sort of nicked that penalty, I thought we kind of grew in confidence and you could see us improving, but Bournemouth were pretty, pretty poor. And then I thought last night they were very professional, really. It's one of those games where, you know, Gillingham, Looked pretty solid. They hadn't lost a day for ages at their home ground. Nine games. No, they hadn't lost since November, I think, if I remember rightly. Yeah, it was some some sort of stat they were shouting around, and I just thought we did a professional job. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there was a few of the Moyes haters did. coming out right and saying, "Oh, here we go. Oh, it was only Bournemouth, etc." Um, told you this would go. This not about the manager. Our players are still shit, etc. But the real test, I think, for me, well, the next two tests, um, is you know when we play Sheffield United away, hard team, and when we play Everton at home, they will be the tests yeah, of of what Moyes is about and what well, Moyes can do. How, he's he's no task to keep us up, isn't he? Because yeah, we realistically were on a trajectory to go down. Yeah, as as I shared with you before, talking to a senior source earlier today, his role uh, is to keep West Ham in the Premier League this season. That's his only role. Well, that's next their, that's their build, only demand, isn't it? That's all they Next want. season, it's to build a new model. They hope... Uh, he, he wants to be at West Ham as long, and I've written an article tonight... He wants to be at West Ham as long as he was at Everton. He wants to be here 10 years or more. He wants to build this um, Red Bull Leipzig, uh, Leipzig model, German model, where he buys Leipzig model, where he buys Division One, uh, League One, League Two players for between 300 and 500 grand a piece. Which is comical. Takes a gamble, takes a gamble, tries to build them up in the youth 
over two years to try and bring a conveyor belt of, you know, not, he won't get them all right to bring through some some stars and, and build through through youth. It's a completely different model to the current model currently being used by by the Premier League, which is um, currently being used by our board. You know, our board have got no model, and that's been the whole premise of why yeah, people are so people are not. You know, we're going to, we're going to go on to this now, aren't we? The manager yeah. and everything, yeah. Yeah, well, let's so, go. Let's go on to the manager because so, we've, we, I think we discussed about the games, and we all know what they've done. Let's, let's discuss, but let's do it in order first. Let's, let's just say goodbye to Pellegrini. Um, let's start with you, John, because we've we've been talking to Nigel. Did they make the right decision? You may say it came too late, but they, did they make a right decision in in Pellegrini? Should they have never? Employed Pellegrini. What, what is your thoughts now well, in hindsight on Pellegrini? I mean, we've I've, we've said this before. I've said it before. You know, he was the he was the most sort of highly decorated manager this club's ever employed. He we couldn't argue that when he was in, when he employed him. But I along and I think Nigel and others we all agreed that it wasn't very inspiring because of basically mm-hmm. they, they brought him out of retirement in China. To come yep. and play, he's he was he was an aging manager, but you couldn't complain, you couldn't argue against his credentials. So, and then he took over. We had a poor four-game loss run, didn't we? At the very beginning, and mm-hmm. he picked up. And then the, the football was more entertaining than it had been. The football was yeah. better to watch. Yeah, yeah. But Great. I mean, I I think. I do believe that you know he didn't get off the people he wanted in the summer. I think stuff has gone on. I think he he lost his motivation because he knew he was banging his head against a brick wall with our board, and I think he basically lost half of his like will to do what he was doing, which then sort of got over onto the players, and everyone felt the same way, and he just sort of was going down. He was on a downward trajectory, wasn't he? And I think I don't they, know. I mean, I, I think, think I think if you don't mind me saying, it's a typical anti-board kind of rhetoric. Well, okay, to yeah, say I, I accept he, that. He wasn't backed. Yeah, I accept yeah. that. I accept that. But when you look at you know, you look at our squad. When you look at like the, I mean, the likes of they got rid of Obiang, they've never really replaced him. When you look at yeah. you know the situation with the goalkeeper, and you look at you know when you look at these things in in cold light of day. You know, the fact that they've only ever spent so much like 15 million on right backs in the 10 years they've been there. And things, you know, there's so many glaring spaces in our squad that for someone of his calibre, you would have thought he would have wanted to improve these areas. And it makes you wonder why they were not improved. And we were linked with players to improve these places, but we never got them. There were stories flying about. So net net spend since we've moved to the London Stadium, net spend on players been two hundred and ten point four million. Official figures. Net that's, spend that's fifty million a year then. Net spend. Yeah. Net spend since we were well, the first two seasons, what did they they spent virtually nothing? I'm this is this is from Official figures, net spend since we moved to the London Is that including wages and all this crap, Sean? No, nope, nope. Now, I will say, I'll say the second figure. So you go, ooh, net spend over the last 10 years has been 285. So 
right? 75 in the first six years, yeah? And 210 in the last four years. Right. Now, if we, you look at over 10 years, it's still only 28.5 million pound net spend a year. But if you look at it Doubled over up. the last four years, our net spend is, yeah, is, is like 55 million a year. Yeah, it's not that, is it? Sorry, uh, 52 and a half million a year. Yeah. But it's, now, it's, yeah. Who's to say that's right or wrong? But, but I do think they invested, and we could have an argument whose player Roberto was, Alaire, Fonaus, Jack Wilshere, <laughs> you know, and yeah. we're never going to get the right or wrong answer, are no. we, between us? But, you know, you look at, you, know, you just look at what's gone on with him and you see, you know, you, you know, there was that article that come out of your place, that Clary and you thing flying around yesterday about cool. what's wrong with the club. Four nails is everything that's going wrong with the club at the moment or something. And all I saw was when was four months that was ago. That was a while back, oh, wasn't no, it? It was a it was a huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you uh, just see yeah. all these things. It wasn't. That, you know, <laughs> I didn't write that. And, but yeah, you I know, know where does this all come from, Sean? And we all kind of know where it all comes from. And there's always this this underlining thing that every you know we get good managers and good managers fail. David Moyes is a West Ham manager all day long. This is you know it was he was too good is. for us when he was at Everton. And now he's yeah. he's like about right, and you know. Look, but what it isn't is next level, and that's the, that's the whole right. whole thing. And none of these managers have come to our place and succeeded. And there's, there's one contributory factor to that has always stayed the same, and that's our board. And mm-hmm. no matter how much you can say I'm anti-board, which I am, I accept, and mm-hmm. you're pro-board because you're their buddies. Yeah. You, you can yeah. you cannot deny the fact that they have got a history, a 20, 20 25 year history of failing running football clubs because they have never won well, anything they haven't succeeded. and they've never achieved yeah. anything. It depends how you measure it, but yeah, in, in that way, yeah. I, I would say. Biggest... I mean, if, if, you, if you did it from success of buying a club for a pound and selling it for 85 million, then they Absolutely. might have different ways and, of... And, uh, that's what, of uh... <laughs> and, and that's what they've done here. Or, or, Their biggest achievement is winning the Olympic Stadium, getting rid of our home, yeah. and the fact that the TV revenue has gone up to such a degree because they haven't really succeeded. We in are going to come back world. to the board. I just want to stay with Pellegrini for a minute, right? We are going to come back to the board in a minute because we come. I want to talk about ten-year anniversary, but Pellegrini. I'm just going to my view, and then we're going over to Nigel. I, I look. I, I still believe that Pellegrini was the right choice to begin with. I tried to stick with him as long as I can and not be a flip-flop fan. I was hoping he could turn things around. With hindsight, like John, I think maybe he'd lost his mojo. Uh, He'd gone to China to retire. Whatever happened, you know, I was hearing all kinds of stories from the training ground. Who knows if any of them are true. But I don't think he lost respect. I don't think he lost the dressing room. But he, he just became very stubborn. And maybe his training tactics were a little bit old hat. Maybe some of his tactics were a little bit old and back in when he was winning the Premier League. But I think he's a very honourable man. And what I've heard since is, you know, I know there's been talk, oh, he got paid off £2 million by the Daily Star, etc. Well, that's not true, my sources say. His lawyers are talking 
to, to work out a comp compensation package. We carry on paying him and Hucilius and all his backroom staff until a package can be reached. In fact, if they find another job, we don't have to pay them. Uh, so it's, do you take a payoff now or do you wait in the hope they get another job? Who knows if we get another job? But the bit I was told, and I believe by, by as you say, my friends, um, is that he takes complete acceptance as his part of the blame for the situation West Ham got themselves in and doesn't blame the ball for sacking him. He knows the game and he, he, he accepted he was, uh, if not the biggest reason for the failure. And, and I think that takes a really honourable man to do that, to actually say, yep, I was the problem. Almost you were right to sank me. Um, and good luck, you know, for I'd the like future. I'd like to hear his words on that as opposed to second-hand words. From well, I, I think he's so honourably. I think he's so honourable. He's unlikely to say oh. that. I don't think that 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 looks bad on either way. But, but you know, to put you, know, put you uh, as a pro board person into perspective, that's a one-sided point of view from a member of. Uh, it, it is. It is. And you know what? The board the board appointed him at the end of the day. I won't. I won't hide behind that. But the board appointed him. Right? They knew they were taking a risk to spend that kind of money, eight million pound a year plus another two well, for his backroom staff from 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 someone. Well, I, I, I can't believe you said that. Um, they they did it because they thought it would take them to a level high in the reach. I believe now, look, and I came out and said that on the appointment just before David Moyes, and I ran, ran a poll, I said, I don't believe David Boyes is not my first choice, uh, but I will get behind the manager because I support the team. I didn't agree with the appointment, but Right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, I'm not going to make excuses Millwall. for them. But I hope I'm, pr no. I'm, I hope I'm proved Millwall wrong. Millwall got Sheffield United. Go All right, keep going. We're not drawn out yet. All right. <laughs> so um, I hope I'm proved wrong. And Moyes stays for the next 10 years. He wins the CFA Cup. He gets us into Europe. You know, we've got to realign our expectations, as you said earlier, right? I got a lot of grief from this. I was told uh, that David Here we go. Sullivan draw. was writing my tweets while I was in the oh. Against the, the, the David O'Leary pulls out number six, West Bromwich Albion. Wow, Billich is back. <laughs> <laughs> Billich Ooh. and Dicks. There you go, people. You word it here first, even though you're not going West to hear it tomorrow. So you know it already. But that was life. Yeah. So David Sullivan got his own draw. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, you know that means. You know what that no. means, don't you? Two points. The first. Uh, this will start everybody off again. The first priority points rule comes in where oh, wow. for cup home games, you get two points for buying a ticket for West Ham versus West Brom. That will cause a few problems. Anyway, uh, back to um, reality. Uh, yeah, he wasn't my first choice, but I'm fully behind him now. He's got a hundred percent record and long may it continue. And I'll back him. It's a results game. You know, and if he proves us all wrong, we'll all say, yeah, fair enough. David Moyes, you, you're not a diver anymore. You have got a long-term strategy. And as you said earlier, maybe he's what 
if we realign our expectations, we're not going to be next level. We're not going to be Champions League. We need a, man, a manager who can keep us in division. David Moyes is probably it, John. Yeah, it's great. Isn't it? That was worth isn't selling it? up for, wasn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yes. uh, Nigel well, Pellegrini. I don't know if I was the last Pellegrini man, but obviously... You were. I think you were. Can the last <laughs> Pellegrini man turn off the lights? You know, I... I, I I don't like managers being sacked. The only manager I've ever gone against is Sam Allardyce. Um, purely, uh, uh, I think, an ethos and the man should never have been allowed to be at our club because of the type of football that he played. Moyes is not really, for me, I've never seen him in the same mould as Allardyce. He's a bit dour, but he, he, he had entertaining players and, and played a different way at uh, Everton. Pellegrini, Pellegrini, I think you discussed it. Pellegrini was the next le- was the man that the owners thought would take us, not so much to the next level. Yeah, it's but what, what it is, he was a man that was supposed to take us into the top ten and keep us there. That's what I suspected they thought. And if you can get into the top ten, there will be a season like this season where you could have got fifth, sixth, maybe even fourth like the year Leicester won, you know, it's, it's happening now. So I think that's what they thought when they were hiring. Personally, I don't think free transfer windows was enough to change the team around. We've been a struggling team since we moved into that stadium. I think Pellegrini's 10th place is the highest we've been, yeah, in the three completed seasons. Am I right? I don't think... Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I so, so yeah. therefore yeah. it got us in the temp spot then to kick on. But it didn't happen, did it? For whatever reason, you know, Pellegrini, for me, he's a manager that perhaps what we've seen now is he cannot manage at the bottom level of a table. So we've had to go back to David Moyes, who actually is probably a better shoe to fit on our feet. From West Ham. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little stat when he was at Everton. Before the six seasons before he took over at Everton, uh, Everton finished 15th, 17th, 14th, 13th, 16th, and 15th. When uh, Moyes took over, uh, the first season was pretty bad. Uh, no, the first season was good. 7th, 17th, 4th, 11th, 6th, 5th, 5th, 8th. Seventh, seventh, sixth, and fifth. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying. saying yeah. In a way, saying. when you look at it, that fourth spot, he got him into the top four, and it happened to be the year Liverpool finished outside the top four, but won the Champions League, and it meant Everton couldn't play in the Champions League. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what people say. Well, what did he win? Nothing. But come on, yeah. he, he he did no, pretty his, well. His record, he, cemented, he, he cemented them in that in that fifth and sixth spot. They couldn't really kick on from that. But I, I don't think you know. You, you have to look at it in the context of, the, of of our superior and how much money was spent by the teams above them that they were out spending Everton. Everton weren't doing that. But you know they're spending far more money now than they ever did under David Moyes. So, but, mm. you know, I, I think Moyes could be a good manager for us. I do. Uh, I think at the time, I thought it was Arsh, his sacking, or not his sacking, that they got him in. I thought 
I'm surprised he come back at the end of the day. They got him in, said to him, keep us up. You know, I was under the impression that if he kept us up, he'd get a new contract. He got us in the 13th or 14th spot, which is an improvement from where we were, even though I think it was a jump of three spaces on the last day. He got us to there, and then it turns out, or actually, they'd done a deal six months ago to bring in Pellegrini behind his back. So he was never getting the contract. Hmm. Now, well, I believe they've they were, turned uh, to him uh, now because, <laughs> yeah, I believe they've well, turned to him now. Well, they were talking to David Moyes for three months before... Uh... Well, this is the thing. This is what happens is, but now we get to this point now where we have to turn back to him. And I think perhaps, you know, we he all know managers... to piss off. No, yeah, right? but he I think his ego... Not, all football managers have got to have an ego. They've got to think we can do this. And at the end of the day, we are a London club and we are a, a, a good, you know... A top draw. We've spent a bit of money. It, it probably fits in between the type of players that he's he's done, that that he's bought before. He shops in that transfer market, and perhaps that's what Pellegrini couldn't. Pellegrini, you know, wherever he's been recently, he's always had money, and he, oh, if it ain't working, we well, let's throw more money at it. Yeah. But West Ham, and this is where Pellegrini was perhaps undone by West Ham. You can't make mistakes with players because we ain't got that money. So if when you buy players from abroad, they're all gambles. Don't matter if you're paying forty million for a striker, or you know fifteen million for a defender, or twenty million for a defender like deal. They're all gambles. You don't know how they're going to fit into the Premier League. Some take longer than others, you know. So I feel a bit for Pellegrini, but looking back at it, perhaps the change did have to be made purely because of the fan base because you can't keep having this fans against the team mentality fans against the owners we can live with but fans against the team and the manager that makes it difficult inside the ground what happened in twitter sphere i thought was disgraceful the way people screamed (laughs) about Moyes. you know the same people crying out sack him sack him sack him sack him sack him so they sack him Bring in Pellegrini and you've got people going, I don't, I'm selling my oh, season ticket now. Not him. Blah, blah, blah. I don't want to think. Well, fine. But the, the club have sacked the manager. We ain't got the right to pick and choose who our managers are. So yeah. The way some people behaved, I think they need to have a look at themselves. Yeah. But, you know, but then it, it's so uninspiring again. To yeah, just but at the moment, we're this, an uninspiring team, aren't we? Been out of work. Yeah, but, but who would you have? Let me play thing, devil's advocate here, John. That's, who would you have? No, but that's who the you, outcry. Who, that's, I can understand. I'm just saying I can understand the outcry. Whilst I totally accept that Moyes is, is, is yeah. right up our street, right up our level, and that... But it isn't next level. It, it, is, it isn't what we've been promised, and it's not... Uh, another step in, in an upward trajectory. So, you know, even to be honest with you, even if they'd have made an approach, and I know they're doing shit, Bournemouth, but if they'd have made an approach for how or something, I think people would probably have accepted that. But he looks like he's taking them down at the moment. Yeah, well, they, yeah he does look like, I'm, I said that. But, you yeah. know, also, they, they have got a terrible thing with injuries and stuff. But, I'm, I, I accept that, but I think the fan base would have accepted an approach for Eddie Howe 
if I'd have gone in and made an approach, or what's his name? Was it a Kovac out of who's flying yeah. around out of work? You know, th- there were other options than going back. It just smacked. Can afford him though, John? Well, that's the thing. It's money. Yeah, we can right, afford to ask. give him tickets. So, so you're saying you would have been inspired. <laughs> <laughs> who who no, would have inspired you beyond people that are available? That you well, know, a Eddie. There, I'll just say. Well, then, then, I'll just say well, Kovac may be, but I, I understand he didn't want to come to us, right? Ancelotti. Ancelotti didn't want to come to us. I mean, listen, this is the thing. We had a laugh and a joke, and someone, <laughs> someone on Facebook thought it was hilarious when I did Dave Sullivan ringing up Ancelotti. You know, and when you said, oh, Ancelotti's ruled himself out and me and John took the piss out. Yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> but, the fu- but the funny thing is, is who, who thought he would go to Everton? I never thought he would go to Everton. Uh, you know, it's just, you know? The, the, the thing is, they've got to, you know, it, well, let's just take another example of how how clowny and how circus-like they look, where they just, like mm. that, they go back to Moyes. They need a goalkeeper. They're going to go and spend four million pound to get Randolph out, out from Borough, and it's just like. But what, like what, what's the solution, John? I know we're going round and, and round and round in this. The owners are the owners you got, right? We support a football club. We don't support the the board or the owners or a manager or particular players. We support a football club for our life. I think Nigel said owners come and go, right? Managers come yeah, and go, players come a long and go. Time, you know, they've been clawing on for a long time. Right, We've well, never we're going to move ownership. on to them in a minute. We're going to talk about the 10-year anniversary. Okay. But, right. but but what what do you want? You know, a lot, lot of other clubs don't like their, their owners. What can what we do, want, do about I want, it? I want, I, want a, I want them to fulfil... Their promises. Well, That's funny enough, I'm 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 going to talk about that. The ten, the ten. Uh, there you go. Well, look, I, I'll I'll answer that, John, because I'm different here. I think now they've got to come out and admit that they were wrong. What they said was, you know, we we can't achieve what we wanted. You know, we're sorry. They've got to be contrite and apologise it, because basically, hiring David Moyes is an acknowledgement that they cannot deliver the next level. Yeah, and I think they need to come out and admit their wrongs. Yeah, but perhaps David Gold would pick up the phone and admit, you know, either you ask him or whatever, and say, will you admit your wrongs? That what you said to get people to believe in you, you failed to deliver. Now, the ultimate aim for me would be for them to sell the club and leave. But I'm not stupid enough to know they ain't going to do that. And, and, well, not for another you know, two or three years. Well, this is the thing. We can either have it civil war and try and drive them out. But then again, I think even that won't drive them out. No. I think we've well, just got, got to sit Burnham, tight as a they? fan base. Well, it took 17 years, didn't yeah, it? Well, I mean, we've just got to sit tight as a fan base and wait Some for of us haven't go. got that long left. <laughs> well, but so, I mean, there was, there, there, was that, there was a statement, wasn't there, by Gold saying that he, you know, they, they, you could see the venom in the eyes of the fans towards him, and they just felt it was time to leave. Uh, on on so, Birmingham, yeah. So let yeah. let me do my little party political broadcast, right? So there's been a lot said of the ten, uh, the, the the ten pledges they made in 2010. Obviously, they they joined, uh, I think, the 19th of January 
2010, Nigel, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and took over. And in yeah, May no, that year, they made smart. a 10-point pledge. Now, I've, I will tell you first, the 10-point pledge was not supposed to be strategy lasting 10 years, but that, that's a player log anyway. And I know KUMB have, have done... Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean by United? that statement? So well, well that statement. they made a 10-point pledge. It wasn't like this is our 10-point pledge for the next 100 years. People have taken that 10-point pledge and said... You know, some of it was in the here and now. It wasn't like... But anyway, let me give my view, and then you can shoot it down. So the first one was appointment of the right manager. Now, you can say they've done a lot wrong, but appointing <laughs> people like, hang on, just let me finish, and you can shoot it down. <laughs> appointment of the right no, manager. Just, sorry, but you just you just made a statement. Some of it was the here and now. So the, one well, of the first things I said was, a, was appointing the right manager. So what was the first manager they appointed? Well, they appointed Avril. Well, look, let's play the pass and foul game then. Come on, because right, so, this is what everyone's doing. So, so you list it, Sean, and we'll go pass right, or foul. Right, so appointment of the right manager. If we look over the 10 years, I think um, Slavin Bilic and Pelag. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Greeny for the, the time when we got the good football was the right move. And even Sam Allardyce for the same thing. So I say on the whole, over the 10 years, the answer is pass for the right manager. Guys? Uh, it's a foul for me for Allardyce. I, I think I think overall they they've had better managers than they've had worse managers. So I give it I give them a pass. Pass or foul? So right, so two pass. passes yeah. and a foul. Right. So the second one is invest in new players. In the last ten years, as I said, net spend has been two hundred and eighty-five million. Uh, since they moved to London Stadium, the net spend has been two hundred and ten million point four. Uh, with. So, so the investment is certainly increasing a lot bigger. They, they again, their pledge was invest more in players. Didn't want to become a selling club where they sold more players than they bought. I say that's a pass. It's an absolute fail. Bang on fail. <laughs> really? Do you remember the days when they would sell our best players? You're oh, saying yeah, that. Oh, I'm sorry. 
We have let John go, and then I'll cut in because this is funny. Yeah, <laughs> I think even KMP put this down as a pass. You John. can't, you can't say it's, it's a pass. They're, they're, it's a pass. Of course, it is. Their ten-year tenure and their buying of players is a complete fail because they've. Inve- no, 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 no. Let's look at it. Invest more in players, not best in good players. Invest more in players. That was their pledge. You've got to take them at their word. Invest more in players. They invested two hundred eighty-five million pounds in new players over the last ten years. Fail. They invested in players. Fail. Right. Okay. So it's a foul for me. And I'll tell you why, the investment has come through TV money, which they did not foresee. So they've not invested, if they weren't with the TV money, have they out-invested the clubs around us? Because that's how you progress to the next level. You have to spend more money than the clubs around you. Well, that, that wasn't My their pledge. Is, you no, see, you're making content. You're making no, context yeah. so in their is pledge. The, is the 11, yeah, but invest more in players. If they bought 10 players for 5 million quid, technically that was you go... All right, but well, still, then it's a pass. It's a no. pledge. The pledge was to invest more. It didn't no. say more no, than no, no, other no. people in the t- uh, in the Premier League. You say about not becoming a selling club. I'd argue we're not a selling club, is because the, the players that they've bought in their tenure are not been good enough that anyone <laughs> wanted to bloody buy them. So anyway, nobody. You, you, and you that's, that's why we seriously them. cannot look at our club and the investment in players and then you you cannot not align that to the quality of what they've bought and the resale and the actual plan and structure in buying those players and tell me they have succeeded, Sean. You just can't. Just, I can say they've invested £285 million in players. We're going to move on for time. Investment in the academy, pass. They've invested over £10 million, four of, four of which in Chadwell Heath. Again, agreed, not as probably as good as Chelsea or Arsenal or Spurs or any of the others. But again, they said they would invest more in the academy. And I think they have turned around the academy. The academy was getting stale under Tony Carr. I think they have succeeded in creating Declan Rice and... Dear Garner and people like that. So I say that's a pass. Well, I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of what's going on in the academy, but what I can say is that I listened to or and I actually turned some and watched it was that that guy from the H List um, uh, blog that he was on the Ameri- was on yeah. the American Hammers thing. I don't know what, what that was particularly, but he was on American podcast thing. And they asked him about this, and he knew a lot more about the academy. He said, I'm from that area, and the academy. But they've is, invested. The, 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 academy, the academy is going to right? Looked upon in great adoration in any way. People would mock the academy, and it has been underinvested in. So that's. I disagree. He's anti-ball. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. They have invested, they haven't, Sean. You can't go, like Santi Ball, 10 million over 10 years is 1 million pound a year. Is that the right yeah. level of investment for a club like West Ham? But the they've invested in the academy, they've no, no, made no, no, the academy the better. The itself, the academy of football. Have they made the academy better? Or have we just brought through the right amount of players that we used to bring through before they invested the money? In which case, you would have to say, well, they've failed then because they haven't improved the academy. It's stagnating. Look, I'm going to say pass on each of these. You're going to so say fail. I'm going to say they've failed, failed <laughs> on, on the academy. Because the, 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 what we've done is we've not produced more players than we used to produce. We've produced possibly the same amount. If you look at the youth players we've brought through in the 10 years before they were here to the 10 years after, I think it equals itself out. Right. Okay. And those right, players are on. not players at the academy. They're players... That have come to us at 
you know, fault. So, yeah, so if you, you would agree the team after before, long... Noble, Collinson, Tompkins were the three players to come in from the academy in the 10 years before Golden Sullivan. And if you look, we've got um, we've got Rice, possibly Diangana, though he's not done it in the Premier League, has he? And that's been 10 not years. Yet. So that's Rice then. And he came out of Chelsea. Okay. And that's 10 All years. Right. So you're both saying fail. Yeah. All right. So, let's yeah. move on to addressing the club's bank debt. Um, so there was 110 million almost of bank debt heading towards administration 2010. They've made the club sustainable and stable. The debt is paid down. The money is owed to them now. Uh, they're not paying it off this year. I would say that's a pass. They have addressed the club <laughs> What's debt. The debt? Financially What's the debt? What's the debt level? Oh, what is the debt level? Yeah. What does your mate say the debt level is? What does your mate say? What is the debt level is? It was 110 million when they the took over level? to the bank. They're now, what is their debt level now? Well, then it depends how you measure debt because, okay. you know, well, the, the money, the money. Let's just. Right, they're owed 45 million plus some interest. They've got their interest. They're owed 45 million. So the major debt now is 45 million owned to the owners. That's the major debt. And they've debt got no now. other, they've so got no other got outs, a, outside. They don't. No. No, they, they, they have an overdraft which they pay off each year. So I don't think that can be counted. So they've taken. And some other. In the 10 years, they've taken it from 110 million down to 45. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that right? And it's owed to them. It's owed to them rather than so the... So that's the, that's the, the truth, yeah, it is. is it? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a pass then, isn't it? Because they've succeeded they in reducing passed. the debt level. The, the debt, yeah. yeah. Well, you're the full size so, because they sold our Nigel? house. <laughs> Next. Season cricket... Uh, uh, season cricket. Season ticket pricing. Um, File. So they said... File. They, hang on, season ticket pricing, they said they would freeze the prices. And again, this is one of those ones they did in 2010. There's no doubt about it. Um, I would say I'm still praying, saying, praying the, playing the same price I paid back in 2010. No, you're not, it all you're went paying up. less, Nigel. No, it didn't. Went it up. went down when last we went to London. Season, last season, it went down the season before we left Upton Park. It went up the last season at Upton Park. And then it stayed, this, it stayed the same when we moved across, or we had to pay a bit more because we had to go up upper band to get a similar sort of seat to a position where we were before. So our season tickets went up because we had to move up a band. And then right. the, two seasons, actually last season, they all went up. You were on the board. The maximum You were on paid. the supporters board that wasn't told they were going up, Sean. I understand, but it's still less than well, I was. A bowling ground, I think so I was you're paying. So you're not paying the same, though, right. I was paying 650 maximum at the bowling ground, right? Remember, it went down by 100 quid. I think I'm paying six. Am I paying 699? I don't know what you're paying now, because no, I didn't I renew, did I? But it's, it's, a, it's, it's not. A, 50, quid, 50 quid increase in, uh, in, in 10 years. That That is not, you know. People in Chelsea or Arsenal over 10 years would, I think that's pretty harsh to say they, they've stung us for over 10 years for season ticket increases. You can't have it both ways, guys. Well, you said you're paying the time. Do you really think it's been... You're not paying the time. I'm paying probably £50 more a year. I mean, you're paying about £100 more a year by the time you look what we were paying. All right, even £100. I'll, I'll take you at £100. 
because um, I would have to actually look well, up. Well, look, I'll tell you what um, they've done. Is Nigel, you're paying less, mate. Come so on. yeah, I've, I've moved into band band yeah, five. Yeah, so you're paying less. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I paid. Um, so I bought a two year season. Bought bought two adults for eleven hundred and ninety quid for two seasons. We're at the Bolin for one adult, one child. In the last season, it cost me nine hundred and something. In but you were, you, were up, you were in the upper so centen- um, centenary, weren't you? Yeah, so I was banned for up the centenary. So it was six hundred and fifty quid for an adult and about um two fifty, I think, or two seventy for but, well a young that's adult. equivalent of sitting in the in the back of the row where we were in one one three. You know, Roughly, you, yeah, it was a band four. Uh, uh, yeah, one thing, I, I will give them a pass for the season tickets. But then again, I think it's been forced on them because actually the views are not as good now, if you get me drift. So if you consider, I, I was band four, but I sat, you know, 30 foot in the air and um, and six foot from the corner flag. Um, I'm now, you know, 100 foot in the air. I'm 300 foot from the corner flag. So I've just, um, one thing about the debt, yeah, I've just sent you a text, Sean, that you sent to us. Yeah, Yeah. in December. Yeah, well, don't don't believe. Don't believe. Now you come back and say. Yeah, I know what that says, but I never believed that. (laughs) From the horse's mouth. Yeah, I know, but I always don't believe him. Yeah, I know what you were on about when you said that. He, he, yeah. he always says that it's it's like a programmed uh, <laughs> answer, and I never believe it because it's not true. No, yeah, no, it's not. No, I'm sure you could ask someone. Um, oh, well, there you go. I'll just see that so, as well. So, what are you saying? You're saying fail. I'm saying fail. Nigel says ticket. pass. I'm saying pass. Nigel says pass. pass. Yeah. Right. So, they so get a pass. Right. Next, building the status and image of the club. Right. <laughs> I think <laughs> abroad the brand has grown. Oh, 60,000 60, seats sold out. Oh, They're about to go up to 62,500, oh, right? 54,000 season tickets. People said they'd never sell it. Seventh highest attendance in oh, Europe. Second highest attendance in the Premier League. Digital audience of 7.7 7 million. Um, what? 7.7 million, the digital audience is. What's that for, mean? Well, the digital audience for all their social media and and um, Instagram and oh, fuck off, uh, um, platform, etc. Uh, Forbes voted them the 14th most valuable football team in the world. Uh, Deloitte's top what 17 they football they club up? in the world. Hang on. Brand finance, fastest growing brand in the world with a brand value of 274 million. Brand finance said, "You, whether you like it or not, the put, going to the London Stadium has grown the brand, particularly in America, particularly in China, particularly in Asia. Whether you like it or not, in the last six months, I think there's been about four extra West Ham podcasts come along. The brand is growing. You might not like where the brand is growing." But the building the status and image outside of the UK and East London has been a success. You may not agree with that, but I say it's a pass. I don't see it. I just don't don't see it. You know, you, I've, I mean, I've been to America recently. I don't think anyone knew who West Ham were. So, you know, I just don't see it, Sean. 
And I'm, I'm sure you, okay. you, you right. if well, you say you. all these figures are correct, then okay. But then you just told me that we were £45 million in debt. And I now know we're not. So, Well, we are. We are. Just because that text is not true. But I'll, I'll get into that <laughs> off air. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know if I'm right to count discuss it. about brand. Yeah. I, 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 is anything me, more, would... more known across the world? Yes or no? Yeah, but I'm counting that because, because the, the Premier League's grown and we've been All a right. member of the Premier League. And I think it's purely down to that. It's both a fail for you two on this one. Right? Let's well, not waste you, any more time. The only thing is, I would say is for me, I wouldn't say it's a pass or a foul. I think it's just a, a neutral for me. Okay, so the next one is a positive um, mate. Uh, I mean, it was basically put the fun back in uh, going to watch football. <laughs> You're not going to say that's a pass, so, surely. Well, what I'm going to say is over the 10 years, <laughs> over the 10 years, right? I'm going to use the word. I'm going to use the word, right? So number, number seven. Shh, <laughs> number seven oh. was make it more enjoyable to come and watch football we want to bring the fun back to football we know you work hard all week and we want you to kick back at the weekend enjoy yourselves and be excited on a match day and not just about the style of football right so what I say is Obviously, we've had some bad times under Allardyce, right? And that from Grant. But there's been some enjoyable football to watch under Pellegrini. He played some great football. And under Slaven Bilic. When, you know, when we watch matches with um, Dimitri Payet, etc., there was some enjoyable football. And that I won't say all the okay, time, but Sean, a lot of the time. Let's I just, let's just underline it, Sean. Let's just underline it, yeah? Go on. Ten years ago, before they came, we were going to football, yeah? Yeah, we had a season yeah. ticket and we were going to football. Yeah. Was, yeah. It, was it more fun going to football then, whether we had good football, playing football, enjoying it or whatever, than yeah. it has been over all the right. last I, I will, ten years? I will admit that one, I will admit that we we had our uh, we had a good time in those years when in the Black Lion oh, and, and the Albert before then and in the uh, uh, we all, and the Albert yeah. and the Green Gate yeah. and so yeah was going yeah, to football will, much more that. fun ten years before now yeah all right I, I might have to concede this one uh, I'm sorry it, all you all you listed was basically two seasons out of ten condensed yeah. on yeah. one oh, home I, I, season I, I, I the last of the bowling one as a... and then another season spread around like a couple of other managers yeah I might have to concede this one to, as a fail actually wow well, there you go you Nigel what do you think yeah I don't think like, where is the fun I don't uh, see it when we beat Chelsea and when we beat uh, that that you know, there's been some moments. There's been some moments. There's so much fun, I gave it up. Um, yeah, right. Getting close to the community, the community work. Now, come on. This has got to be a pass. £18 million invested in the community since the stadium move was confirmed. Launched the How most. Much? £18 million they've put into the community really? projects. 
launch of the most ambitious community project by a Premier League club, the Players Project, committed another £15 million to the community over three years. You can't say they've well, not if delivered if on if the that's community. that's all true, pledge. Sean, I cannot call that, call that a fail. No. Right. Now, here we get into the difficult one. We're on the home stretch. We're on number nine. Go for the Olympic Stadium. Now, KUMP put this down as a fail. I don't know how you can be a fail. The pledge was to go for the Olympic Stadium. You went, they went for it. <laughs> they got it. So it's got to be a pass, isn't it? The, the pledge was to go for the Olympic Stadium. Whether you like the Olympic Stadium, the London Stadium now, or you hate it, the pledge was to go for it. They went for it. Yeah, but what was no, no, the no, actual pledge? No, there's no pledge? yes or no. The pledge, I'm going to read it out to you because I've got it in front read of me. Read out the pledge. Go for the London Stadium. Leaving the bowling ground will be a wretch. But the London, the Olympic Stadium is an amazing once-in-a-lifetime opportunity in our financial and football sense. Our potential partnership with Newham Council promises to take this club to a new level while protecting our history and traditions. To move forward, we have to move, but always with an eye on the past. But the pledge was to go for the London Stadium. We went for the London Stadium and we got it. Go, go, look, it's hard going to for the London Stadium that. successful pass but the rest of that pledge yeah fail 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 you know successful well no not no, in a financial success. sense no 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 read Le- it out again sean <laughs> our heritage our all that all that right no listen leaving yes. the will be a wretch the london stadium is amazing once in a lifetime opportunity in a financial tick and a football no, sense maybe fail. not so much tick our potential partnership with Newham Council, fail, fail, will take this club fail. to a new level, fail, fail, while protecting fail. the club's history, we've got the gates, fail. tick, fail, and traditions, fail, uh, fail, uh, to move forward, and we have to move Failed. forward, but always fail. keep an eye on the past, tick, so, fail, okay, breaking fine. it down, now, number 10, number 10, now this is a definite pass, listen to the supporters, Arguably, the most important <laughs> commitment is to listen what you have said. We know you're custodians of the club and you want to follow us every week. It's, it's just a, uh, just now, file, what they Sean. said was... It's just a file, They Sean. said we... No, it's not. No, just because... Right, don't be taken in by it. They must talk to an independent oh, WISA or an independent... Oh, please. No, come on. Please don't. Come on. Oh, I know I've Sean, stepped down. Don't, I've don't know I've even, stepped down. You, you, like, you know for a fact that Sean, you were absolutely God, manipulated. Like 10 years, what has the SAB ever really achieved? No, I'm not talking about the SAB. I'm talking about the... Well, as a whole, what, then, them listening what to What happened fans. at Burnley, do you not think the spending the money, right, listening to our supporters, they, they're not saying they would listen to the supporters. You don't think they listen to supporters after Burnley. You don't think that Pellegrini and the money spent wasn't in some way no it a wasn't response told, to we were told that. it wasn't Sean right well, yeah this is you confusing me now because I thought at the time it, you know Pellegrini was a done well, deal yeah, in well, January so, that's what I was <laughs> there exactly. <laughs> so you look, know, it's subjective. Who does this any differently? If we look at... Um, uh, see, now you're changing tact. All right, all right well, let's, let's go back to, to the, the basis. All right, so let's go back to listen they to don't. our supporters. No, sorry, not listen to our supporters. It doesn't even say our supporters. It says listen to supporters. Could be Man United supporters. supporters. 
You think they don't listen yeah, if to Yeah, if I listen to supporters, I'd sell out. You've got to listen to your customers, haven't you? Wouldn't I? So I think I, that's I, a minority. I, I think Without, there's a minority that feel that way. There's a, there's a problem, I think, because I think we sort of know a bit too much in that you could say, oh, they do listen to supporters, or I could say they don't. You could then point out and go, well, Nigel, you said this in a recent OSAB meeting about ticketing, and West Ham followed it through, so they listened to you. Yeah, they Where did. Where then I could perhaps say, without with treading a fine line here, did that have anything to do with you and certain conversations after? <sighs> Look, so you don't always need to know how sausages are made. No, exactly right. So did they listen I, to the fans there? Yes, they listen to the wrong fans, and that one of them is you. You know, you're you're just like you know, you're like. So listen to supporters, plural. So as long as they listen to more than one supporter, well, you plural. and Huey, and then they're in, aren't they? Dewey and Louie, the two yes men to like, oh yes, please, oh thank you, yes please, thank you, let's do that. So what's the, the way they the way they handled the real West Ham fans thing, I'm sorry. Right. Nothing short of scandalous. Wait, I've just realised we're, we're, we're overrunning. We're on one hour six. Okay. I don't know that yeah. happened. Surprising. Uh, oh, we we didn't do... We haven't, we, we haven't got a... Uh, have we haven't got a Facebook, Twitter question no, time this week? deliberately because I thought it would... That, right. That so so I'm going to quickly ask, before we do predictions... What, so how did that end up, ask, Sean? Was that what? pass and fails out of ten? I, I, I didn't keep count. Maybe someone, we'll we, we add them up afterwards to work out. I, well, I think, I think you uh, had about seven, Sean, out of ten, where me and John I, had about one out of ten. I think, I think I had eight, actually, out of ten. I think I eight, gave them two. I think nine. I gave them the manager's bit. One and a half. And, and, and the investment in the community. Okay, you and B were a lot more generous mm. than you, John. Um, so, talking of this... Uh, uh, there was a, a, a going to be a protest by one individual, I won't name him, who wasn't happy with David Moyes to walk out in 10 minutes at the Bournemouth game. <laughs> Never happened. Uh, he's no longer going. Um, and now Hammers United, with the backing of KUMB, seem to be wanting a static protest at the Everton game. Um, now, I don't know what your view on this, guys. In, in my view, this seems to be a protest group uh, from a guy who, you know, we know Paul, who who, who got banned during the Burnley, uh, Burnley uh, troubles for putting the flag in the middle. Um, I never met the guy. I don't know the guy. Um, but, but he founded this group. Uh, they claim to have 7,000 followers. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea, but I know I'm on their mailing list. I think you need to be careful. You know, the, the thing is, the language you use there, it's what opens you up to criticism. What? Oh, the In way what? you go, oh, they claim to have 7,000 followers. Well, well they do they, claim. I've got no way of verifying that. I'm, well, I'm trying uh, look, to be On Facebook, they've got about 6,500 people that I like don't know. I page. don't follow them on Facebook, oh, so I, I do. don't. No, no. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think their claim is substantiated. The, the, the support. All right, sorry, think... sorry. I, I should not followers was the wrong word. They claim to have seven thousand members. Yeah, I which don't I know think what, can be what, substantiated. I don't know what constitute a member in the same way when we were. Right, if you like the Lisa Facebook page, and, you're a member. Right, okay. If that's the case, then fair enough. If that's what constitutes a member, well, it does because they fine. don't ask for no money. This is the thing. It's all self-funded by the people that are running it. 
So, so my question is, how much support they they really do have? And well, I think you'll what, find out. Won't you? At right, the so, Everton game. We will at the Everton game. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I believe in the general, and this is nothing against Hammers United. I believe there's general apathy for protests. There's general apathy for West Ham for these kind of anti. I, I believe. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. That it, it it appears to be an anti-board protest. Well, I think you'll find you're you're right. It is anti-board because the board. I think there's where the apathy lies. I think people, after their ten years of what we've just spoken about, have just absolutely sick and tired of the. So, will you be joining the protest, John? No, I, I, my apathy reached its pinnacle the end of last season, and I'm done. I watch West Ham right. from afar now. I'm one of those people that spent the last 20 years going every week and now don't go anymore. Nigel, are they right to protest? Um, I found it a bit strange they went about it, I must admit. Uh, I think Amish United are, are caught in a thing where uh, are they a fans representative group or are they a protest group? Now, if they're a protest group, all well and good, stop complaining that the club won't talk to you. Why do you want to talk to them if you want to protest against them? Because th- well, surely that protest is... could be incorporate that frustration of not being spoken well, to. No, because no. Well, but then again, they've made claims the same as Wissar that the club have met with them, that they've met with the club and they've entered into dialogue. So, and this is where they're trying to play two games, and I think it comes a bit unstuck because they claim that they've met with the club. And that more has been arranged, further dialogue's been arranged. So that belied people like me that said the club would never meet you. Yeah. Even though the truth is they met with Jack Eve, uh, Jake Eve, the SLO, who frankly would meet me if I rung up and said, Jake, I want to sit down and talk to you about fans' problems and converse with him on email because that's his job as the SLO. Um, the, the, you know, the club are not throwing the SAB under the bus, though possibly I think they would do if push comes to shove. Um the, the protest, if they'd come out from day one and said, we're having a, a protest on January 18th to mark 10 years of their ownership and everything that's gone wrong with it, bang on the money for me. But then they are a protest group. Say you're a protest group. Stop wanting to talk to the club because it ain't going to achieve anything anyway. If you're a fans representative group, leave that to the idiots at Wissa who frankly ain't going to represent us anyway because they're frigging useless. Um, They're back in Hammers United. Well, yeah, of course they are. And I got in trouble with the Hammers United group for telling the truth. By by saying what you've just said, by saying, you know, they had a meeting, it was a 10-minute meeting with coffee, and they were told that they had to engage with the 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 But you say you got in trouble. What it is is a game being played, yeah, and they are putting out their side and spinning it their way. Yeah, the club are using yeah. you to put their side out, in my opinion, spinning it their way. And stuck in the middle are the fans, actually, who have got no proper fan representation. You know, not from Wissa. Uh, you know, do I want the club to talk to Wissa? Not when it's run by the people that run it, no. Because if they ever say they're democratic, I'll point out to them that the elected, democratically elected chairman got booted out by some crap other meeting. So that's how democratic they are. 
You know, 25 yeah. people elect a chairman. I don't know. I just think people have had enough so, of support. And that's the thing. Like John would say in the past, I just want to watch football. Yeah, I don't now care I'm about fed up with it. Now I'm fed up with it. But this is the thing. I think Amish United need to, for me, need to say, we're a protest group. We're, we're now going to protest. Long term aim is to get these owners to leave. And I think, you know, yeah. that's if, how if, they if, should if, know. If I'm really. wrong and the hundreds turn up, or even thousands turn up. I'll put my but if they, up if they do, if they do this protest, which I think is their right to do, and I think, I think it is I, right, democratic and right, I, absolutely. I think that you know the fact that this sacking and and more, just like we talked about earlier about the backwards looking of the Moyes appointment and the like, the, the lack of sort of like competence being shown by this board. If that, and, and I think that's what, again, has annoyed people. You just realise that they're amateur hour. But the thing is, can they, one of their claims is they want to hold the club to account, yeah? Account for, like, what they, like the, the, the lies that they told. Fair enough to move. But it's too late. Should have done that before the move. Yeah, and perhaps that's easy for me to say because I did try and hold them to yeah, account. Well, you did try yeah. to, but... So, but, but uh, what for is, me, I mean, apart from them to it's sell, too late now to do that. Anyway, it's, what but it's is not it fans. They... It's not for us to say how much money should be spent. You know, and this is where I think fans, in this modern day fans, is they demand we well, got to spend money. We got to, you know, if it ain't the amount of money we spend, oh, it's the net spend. We get too hung up on it. I don't care but how no, much money you, we you spend. Don't... I don't care on net spend. What I care about is the quality of players we're buying. But we don't need. We don't need to. You know, I don't care about what they're spending, how much they particularly spend. What I care about is the fact that, you know, we've got our whole scouting structure is smaller than the European yeah. structure that Southampton have got. What I care about is that they buy elder players coming to the end of their careers and not have any resale value. What I care about is no structure. Ten years on, no professional, no analytical System and that place. is what the process should be about. They're telling yeah, you and that, that's but what that's it is. What it is. It's about the sure it's about their incompetence uh, of what our ownership is. I asked them on to, and this is the thing because of the timing of their announcement, it sort of came in between the Pellegrini sacking and the Moore's appointment. I'm sorry, yeah. it did come across like that 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 they were happy that Pellegrini got sacked, but weren't happy with Moore's. They expected a you know, I don't know, a Kovac. Type, yeah. you know, or clock type manager. To if, come they, in. if they get thousands out, which I, I hope they do, if they get thousands out, then the club are going to have to speak to them. And I then don't think they are. Start. And I'll tell you why, because what the club will say is, yeah, let's just say Amish United have got 54,000, or got, United got 7,000 members. Let's say 5,000 attend West Ham, 2,000 don't anymore. Yeah. West Ham will go, yeah, we've got 54,000 season ticket holders. So we'll take five off of our 54. So we've got 49,000 fans that aren't protesting. Yeah, if, the they get, if they get out on that day and then they get out again and they get out again and they get coverage and the press get involved and the negativity of it all. So then them. what they've got to do is they've got to focus as a protest group and not this, oh, we want to talk to the club about stewarding. We want to talk to the club about ticketing. Move away from that. Just be a protest group. Yeah, well, they need to... They bang yeah. on, have my support, I tell you. Because this but is I the think, thing that I can't read what they're about at the moment. But I, I just... I, I, I don't know either, beyond, as you say, um, they they didn't 
you know, a lot of the people maybe didn't get the march before. They want to protest. They want to get their, you know, the, the cancel march and everything. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just, it just these... splits. It just splits the fan base more. It causes animosity. But, but what's and, and, you know, it on, come Sean? Out. What brought it on is it's the the lack of comp, comp, competent running of our football club that keeps bringing these things up. We go. Oh, I don't know. Is there, is there not protest groups or lots of other football clubs? Is this well, not inherently bad in in the Premier League and football in general? You know, I, I would imagine only, it's... we live in a West Ham bubble sometimes, where you know I see lots of other people protesting. We want this out. We want right. this ball out. We want you leave our club. You know, okay, Mike so Ashley totally... being one of them. Yeah, well, Mike Ashley's a, a prime example. The difference well, he's got his Mike, club up for sale. Yeah, and the difference between Mike Ashley and our ownership is that Mike Ashley's into him for hundred million and it doesn't charge him any interest on the money he's put into it. So yeah, but even half, even half him is a bad owner. Look, it's up to them what they do. Half half the after the Premier League charge interest, half of them don't. It's simple as that. So there's not that many people interest. like them who put how their many own money in. how many claim to be fans of the club charge interest? I don't know because I've not done that analysis. Well, but you, I will if you, you must have done because you've just said half charge interest and half. Yeah, don't. but I don't know how many of them were claimed to be fans. I, I well, if, well, if you look, there's at, something for you. You could even write a story about it. So write right, another, well, write another story, Sean. Take you take a look at. Liverpool's ownership since they got taken over by this group, yeah? And you look how they've gone about identifying players. You look at like that Robertson they bought from Hull, things like that. Their scouting structure, the analytical systems they put in place and how they've progressed the club. Obviously, they're a, they're a different league than us anyway. But, but how, how do we know? I, I talked to someone today about <coughs> this claim that there's only five scouts and none of the paper records, etc. And I was told it was absolute claptrap. That, that that was many years ago. And they've overhauled the amount of people. Okay, well, you, you do, and I'll do, you touch, you clarify to us then what our scouting structure is, what our system yeah. is placed. You know, two or three years ago, we were talking on here about how we move forward. <clears throat> yeah, and I said we, England have just won the World Cup and the World Championships in three different levels, at youth levels. Go and buy three or four of those players, bring them in. And that's how you could well, do this. The club. Do this German model that that Moyes wants to. Do. We do need to have a good scout. Now, a lot of the scouts are self-employed, actually in Europe and stuff like that. But you do need a good analysis team, a video analysis team, and someone who's going to keep the records up to date back in at the base. How many people, I know some of the Premier League have got up to 30 people doing this role, but what I'll do is I'll do analysis and find out and come back to you. I but think that, we've Sean, got the sorry, that, but that isn't there. new. That isn't new. That analytical system goes back to the you know, uh, late 1990s with the old Moneyball system. This isn't yeah, new. Yeah, and we this use, isn't new we stuff. Use, we use Fox, whatever. So I can tell you one thing. Um, I forget what it's called. Um, there's a scout, something. Because if you remember... And without giving too much away, when we went to, uh, uh, not Romania, where did we go? Czech Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. And we saw a player and we recommended it to someone at West Ham. And we got a scouting report back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was just something he'd looked up online, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, not online. It is a, a professional scouting piece of software that it, that the clubs buy that has updated data on every single player in Europe. Called FIFA, isn't it? 
No, it's not. And I, I forget what it's called. And I'll come back to you what it's called. But we got a, a you know, this is, they, they knew, they had minutes of him playing, how much he played, what he did, what, how many touches he had and everything. That was at their fingertips. So this rumour that goes round that we only keep paper records. But that was a, that's come out of some report. I've read that online. I've read a report about... Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's not true or it's very dated. So where was, yeah, so well, then there's a story for you. Clarify that report yeah. and then put in play. Yeah. Tell us what's in place now. Well, and you do your bit. You find that report online to begin with. Well, and the Athletic did it. I can send it to you, but you have to pay for, it. Okay. I'll pay for the Athletic. But the only thing is, yeah. is what happens here is, is that you can counteract that but people won't believe it because it comes from Yeah, you. and well, I'll tell you the truth, right? Whether you believe me or not, but I'll tell you the truth, or as I'm told And it. then to tell, tell, you tell me, to get to the bottom and ask them, why have they not had a proper structure in place for these last 10 years of how they wanted to progress the football club in this term of buying players? Why did they not mm. have a long-term strategy? Because 10 years in... They could have produced two or three players out of the academy that have improved us, and they could have bought some players in their early twenties who could be mainstays mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, why did they not do that? Why did they always just buy? All right, what they're We've run out of time Baltimore. today. We can't why even talk about David transfers. Goldwyn interview. And it, I will do for you to do an interview well, with him. Well, so you'd probably have to be there as well because I doubt if he'd yeah, want to move an hour So we're going to do so a very, really five second. I, I was going to talk about transfers, but maybe next week. Um, obviously, we're about to sign Darren, Darren Randolph. He's coming back to the club. We're still negotiating in with Benfica for uh, Fernandes. I don't know if we're going to get him Everton or try. They would try that. Uh, they made an effort, Sean. They had a go. Yeah. They tried. They and, tried ambition. And obviously... Obviously, we're, we're, we're looking for a striker, number of names, etc. There's 19 names. I'm not going to go through them now that we've been linked with. Look, there's no budget set. I'll be honest with you. There's no budget set. There's no particular money for David Moyes to spend. David Moyes has been very open. He might spend nothing. He might spend something. We're at least going to get uh, Darren Randall. How much did we sell I him for, we, we sold him for five million and we're buying him back for four. Right. Um. We look for a central midfielder. The Benfica loan is looking for an 18-month loan with Allen. Joe Allen is another one. Yeah. Um, See again, that's just and we're looking. You know, we need we need a competitive, dynamic type of midfielder. And we're looking for a striker. Uh, um, If and again, Jetty might might be going the other way. But but Moyes has been. You know, I might get none. I might get some. They will find money if they need to, but there's no money set aside. There's no budget set aside. So it's very quiet at the moment. Beyond Darren Randolph, there's not a lot to tell you. There's a lot of noise out there. There's always speculation. But as I said, they are looking to buy this summer some young, hungry players from Division 1, or sorry, League 1 and League 2 to build for the future. But equally, there will be some money available to Moyes in the summer to build on it, but they will only spend what they need to in this January window. I know that's not really exciting, but it is the truth. If you, if you hear we're spending 100 million or seven, that 70 million, who was that? The, uh, complete fabrication. But hey, it's a transfer window. Onwards and upwards, Sheffield United, the Blades, away. This Friday, 8 p.m., with no trains back. Uh, prediction, Nigel. Draw one all. Uh, Jonathan. 
Uh, 2-1 loss. And I will go for a 1-0 win. Uh, I've been Sean. Nigel has been... Me. John has been... Cheering you up, Sean. Yeah, and that's all we've got time for. (laughs) So, (laughs) come on, you irons. Wankers, fucking embarrassing. Waste of our time. Fucking waste of our time. Stop feeling good about money. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.